0: Okay. Hey guys. So, it's Sunday, May 31st. I wasn't going to do a a news story. I wasn't going to do any news until Monday, but um, this weekend really got crazy. Um, If you've been watching the news or watching any TV at all, you know what's being covered. And the George Floyd incident keeps rearing its ugly head. Um, And I I think I have a different view than than other people. I mean, I used to say you can't solve things with violence and looting. I used to say that. But everybody says that after it happens every time. But it doesn't work without violence. Hey, let me ask you this. If violence doesn't work, why do we go to war? Why do we go to war if violence doesn't work? So claiming that violence, the, the news media and those rich people above us Claiming that violence doesn't work is pretty disingenuous because they use it to get what they need. We go to war in other countries because uh, we want their resources. We want our corporations there. That's why we go to war. We don't go to war for—not for, uh, gen- anymore. We don't go to war for for reasons— for Beyond corporate reasons. I mean, why are we in Iraq? Oil? Maybe? Why are we in uh, trying to be in Iran? Oil? Maybe? Afghanistan? Oil pipelines? I I mean this is uh, violence is just about the only thing that solves things at this point claiming oh we shouldn't be looting we shouldn't be doing this and, you know i don't like looting either i don't like the fact that mom and pops get looted these small sort of these these uh th- this family that that uh spent their life savings starting this business and it gets destroyed the the windows get knocked down uh So on and so forth. All sorts of horrible things happen to these people and they have to deal with it. These small mom and pops are already dealing with the coronavirus. But if you're going to loot, loot someone who deserves to be looted, like Walmart, for God's sake, Walmart, Walmart is the systemic problem of our age. There's a systemic police problem. There's a systemic corporate problem. Walmart goes into a town, and sudden, and they have such buying power, suddenly every single business is wiped out of business. Every, every single mom and pop is wiped out of business. And Walmart says, yeah, but I go to town. I've hired a lot of people. You hired a lot of people because they can't make a living at their own business anymore because you wiped them out. And... You pay them less than a living wage. You pay them minimum wage. It's less than living wage. In most areas it's less than a living wage. Let's talk about the family, the Walton family who owns Walmart. Jim Walton $54 billion. That's what he has. That's his pocket, his spreading amount around money, his drinking money. Alice Walton, fifty four billion dollars. Robson Walton, fifty four billion dollars. Those three have fifty four billion dollars each, which is which is um uh, uh, by themselves, that's one hundred and sixty billion dollars. Then we have Lucas Walton, about 20 billion. That comes to 180 for, for the Walton family. Then we have Christy Walton, 10 billion, approximately, 10 billion. So that's 190 billion dollars. Then we have Ann Walton, Ann Walton Cronky, and Nancy Walton, Laurie who are uh, respectively uh, about $8 billion each. Seven members of the Walton family have one-fifth of a trillion dollars to go out and buy something, have a meal, uh, uh, do whatever illegal activities they want, hire uh, uh, an attorney if they need a cop and with all the money that they have they pay people below poverty wages so far below that guess who pays them you do i pay them you pay them Every, the, everybody that pays taxes pays them because these people are on assisted living they they're on uh, food stamps they're on um ssi they're on what have you they're they're on anything to survive because the Walton family members who have one fifth of a trillion dollars. One, think about that. Think about how much money that is. You don't have to think about it. 45% of the U S population, 45% of the U S population has less money than the seven Walton family members. If you want to loot a damn store, loot a Walmart. Those people are leeches on society. They put everybody out of business, they replace it with Substandard substandard wages for their employees and they destroy the country. They are the problem. Don't loot the mom and pops down on Melrose Avenue. Go to Walmart. So this these riots. <sighs> You know, when it gets to the riots and the looting and uh, the protesters say, oh, that wasn't me. You know what? I don't care if it wasn't you. I don't care if it was you, honestly, because I think you deserve your anger. We've been dealing with this for decades. The Watts riots. We can go back long before that. But that was 1965 when we were supposedly aware of what was going on around us and we didn't and uh uh we knew people were were equal. I, let me tell you a little story. Uh, this was just I don't know 10 years ago uh, uh maybe it was something like that. It was like 10 years ago and I knew this old guy, really old guy. He was uh like in his 80s, I think. At the time and he's very progressive. This was actually, this was during, uh, uh, actually, this was 2008. So it was 12 years ago, uh, 2007, 2008. And uh, uh, 2008, I think, yeah. <clears throat> and I was talking to him, and he was very progressive, you know, for an old guy. I mean, most old guys, you know, old white guys, I, don't get me started. He was very progressive. And we were talking about politics and what needed to be done, and and um, and I said, "Well, I, you know, I, I I've listened to you, John. Um, he's dead now, so I can say his name. His name's John. I won't say his last name because he has family. I've I've listened to, to you, John. So I guess, I guess you're going to vote for Obama." He goes, "No, I'm I'm not going to vote for Obama." I said, "Why not, John? He's he's got all those policies that you like." He goes. He goes. I can't. Why not? He goes. He's black. (laughs) Oh my God! I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this progressive guy that grew up in Hollywood, grew up in this area in Los Angeles. His entire life, his entire eighty some odd years, eighty six years, because he was born. I think. I, I think he was born in nineteen uh, twenty. Eighty eight years, I guess that he would. He would have been eighty eight, which is, you know, if you know the, uh, the slang for the term eighty eight, I guess that sort of makes uh, uh, sense. He was eighty eight years old, and uh, grew up in, in Los Angeles. And you'd think, after all that time, he would have learned. But no, it doesn't happen that way. Oh, man. I couldn't believe that. I, I was like, John, how can you say that? Who cares if he's black? Oh, my God. Anyway, so we have a systemic problem with the police department. We have a serious systemic problem with the police department. It's, it's that simple. I mean, <clears throat> you, you guys saw the movie. This is probably not a good example because it, 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 it has uh, uh, an African-American actor. Training day. You saw training day. This is what happens. Officers learn how to be cops from people who have been in this in 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 the in the cop business for decades who learned from someone before them who learned from somebody before them this is why it continues because of training days it never stops i mean it doesn't matter what they teach you in the academy they can teach you Oh, don't be racist in the academy. But once they get on the street, the cops that they learn from say, Oh, <laughs> pay no attention From with what you learned in the academy. I'm going to show you the truth. Cops are trained to lie. They're trained to lie. Literally trained to lie. And the police department puts in rules that makes it easier. If I ask for a cop's badge number in Los Angeles, he isn't required to give it to me. Why not? Because they don't want those pesky complaints that come up all the time. Like just a couple, uh, uh, like two months ago or three months ago, when I got pulled over because my muffler was loud. I, I, I I drive a muscle car. But... It's the standard muffler that's in it, and 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 he said, "Well, if anything's over, uh, I I can't believe how many. I I can't remember how many decibels he's. I think he said sixty decibels." I'm a sound guy, okay. (laughs) I'm an award-nominated sound guy, and um, if you hold a decibel meter next to a freeway, it will be above sixty decibels. All the time. I mean, just background noise is 60 decibels. So this was the, uh, uh, by the way, this was the Burbank police. Those criminals over there. They're they're all criminals. I've seen the tags around town. Uh, ACAB, all cops are bastards. No, they aren't. Uh, Bastard has a different meaning. All cops are criminals. I've always said that 100%. If they've been on the force for six months, they've learned to do things wrong because they were trained by somebody above them. And if they speak out of line, you guys saw the movie Serpico, I suppose. You know what happens when a cop speaks out of line when he says, Oh, we shouldn't be doing this, it's wrong suddenly he doesn't get back up and suddenly he'll get shot on the next on the next call this is what happens the police teach each other they 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 train each other how to get by things how to lie to people oh we don't want we don't want want people to know this so tell them this they lie to people they're trained to do that so it's not that much of a stretch to do criminal activity. This is what cops do. I was watching the news this morning, and I'm watching, and they're arresting this woman and in, in, uh, protesting against, uh, uh, about what happened to uh, George Floyd. Let's remind everyone, for eight minutes, was it eight minutes and 46 seconds? Derek Chauvin, or Chauvin, whatever his name is, put his knee on the neck of George Floyd and murdered him. This cop murdered George Floyd. Two other cops were uh, either kneeling on his back or holding his legs. Now, I should mention this, and one cop was watching. I should mention this. There's four cops involved, but, and I think at least three of them, all of them should be fired, three of them should be, um, held criminally liable in serious ways. I mean, Derek, Derek Chauvin, uh, I hope I'm getting his name right, um, He should be in prison for first degree murder because he, his mind is in a place where this is always planned. He's going to kill somebody. He knows it. He uses his authority as a police officer to be able to do it. He's always planning in his head how he's going to do it. That's first degree murder. He knows he can get away with it, and that's why he's always planning it. Now, the officer, and I don't know the names of the – I know the name of of one of the other other ones, but the officer that was holding George Floyd's uh, ankles or feet was asking Derek uh, Chauvin to get off of his neck because he, he needs to breathe. So I think that officer, he was probably not in a position to, to uh, tell Chauvin, uh, Chauvin was probably the senior on, on, on scene. He couldn't tell him to do, he couldn't order him to get off his neck, but he asked him, hey, l- let the guy breathe. I think we're okay with firing him. I don't know if he needs to go to prison, But the other three do. They didn't speak up. At least one officer spoke up. They haven't said that much about this in the news. I I, I think they should say a little bit more about this one officer who spoke up. He's still responsible. Maybe there is some criminal stuff. I mean, what's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to shove his superior off of, uh, of... Mr. Floyd's neck? Either way, he would have lost his job. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You have to decide that for yourself. I've gotten off uh, on a tangent here. Um, So, (laughs) what was I saying? Um... Uh, we were talking about it uh, being systemic. Uh, this this um, kneeling on the neck is not supposed to be done in Los Angeles when somebody is handcuffed. When they're handcuffed, you're not supposed to do it. And this officer was doing it in in, in Los Angeles. This was during the protest yesterday. Someone got ar- a woman got arrested, and this officer was literally kneeling on her neck just like with George Floyd. This was a protest about George Floyd. And this LAPD officer was kneeling on her neck. Are you kidding me? Have we not learned? Come on. LAPD, every single one of them is a criminal. I've been pulled over with guns drawn. I was once pulled over And a Hollywood police officer, Hollywood cop, threatened, I can give you any ticket I want, and they'll believe me, not you. Let's think about that for a second. Let's go to Central Park. And the the, uh, Miss Cooper and Mr. Cooper, I can't think of their first names, they're unrelated, they just happen to have the same last name. Uh an African African uh, African American man and this white woman who was walking her dog without a leash, and she threatened to call the cops. This was just a few days ago. And she said it, it's basically what she's saying is she's saying, Oh, I'm gonna call the cops. I'm gonna say this black man is is uh threatening me, blah, 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 because she knows the cops are gonna believe her. They're not going to believe the black man. Good thing Mr. Cooper was recording this. Now, I want you to think about that. And then I want you to think about this police officer that pulled me over and said, I can give you a ticket for anything I want, and they're going to believe me and not you. I want to remind everybody Right now, I'm not African-American. I'm Hispanic. People consider me white because I'm a pale Hispanic. And I still have problems with police. Venice Beach, when they uh, uh, when I was walking around on a cane after an accident, I thought it was crutches, but I, I thought about it. And it was a cane, I remember now. And the police shoved me to the ground. Because they, uh, while I was walking away, I was walking away as fast as I could, but they didn't think that was fast enough. But let's not forget the time that, and I'm going to call you out again, Buena Park Police, you effing criminals. The Buena Park Police arrested me for grand theft auto. I had to fight it in court for two years, and they were withholding evidence videotape of the actual crime and they knew it wasn't me all along they knew it wasn't me all cops are criminals 100 percent. if they've been on the force for six months they've learned how to do it how to get away with murder and i do mean get away with murder that's what they learned They know how to plant weapons. They know how to plant drugs. They know how to plant any kind of evidence so they can get away with murder. Because a judge is going to believe them before they uh, believe me. The judge is going to believe them before they believe a black man or a black woman. That's how it is. And that is the systemic problem. Right now, we need every single officer on every single police force to be retrained or fired. If you're not going to go through retraining, get the hell out of here. I've had it with this. Violence is the only way to deal with violence. If the police are going to kneel on my damn neck and stop me from breathing, then I'm going to kneel on their damn neck because I'm not having it anymore. This doesn't just happen to black people. Police are brutal to everyone. It's definitely systemic. I've told you of my problems with, the poli- uh, with police har- harassment. But I will say this. This is really important. An unarmed black man is five times more likely to be shot by a police officer than I am than any of you are, are, unless you're African American. An African American is five times more likely to be uh, murdered, shot by a police officer, than me. That means in the last, I don't know, five years, I've been harassed by the police four times, let's say. That means the average black man has been harassed by the police 20 times. This is what's going on. And you're not paying attention. And when the reporters say, well, this was the Minneapolis police that did it. Why are people uh, taking it out on LAPD? They're the same people. Are you that damn stupid? You're a Damn reporter. Do your damn job. Yes. They are the same people. They are the same people. It's all the same. Training is the same all over the country. And you're not making it any easier by buying military vehicles for your damn police departments. That doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. And. I will also say it's a violation of posse comitatus because the US military sells it to sells this stuff to police departments at a discount. That's where the posse comitatus violation is. 5 times more likely to be murdered by by a police officer blacks are than anybody else. <clears throat> now when Obama came into office he put in programs for the police department, for police departments all over the country, and they love these programs. They said, we're going to teach you, we're going to retrain you on how to deal with the public. We're going to train you on what African-Americans go through, what, what people go through, how, how to understand people. We're going to train you how to understand people and these program these programs were great and police uh, police forces were saying yeah yeah g- give it give it to me I, uh, police forces you know police captains were saying yeah we love this this is awesome i, I we talked about uh, in in my first very first program we talked about Donald Trump and the pandemic and and how he screwed up and how uh, Barack Obama put in all these programs and he had all these offices uh, at the White House that dealt with pandemics. And what happened the first day or the first week Donald Trump got into office? Got rid of them all. This is why you have a, a the coronavirus. Because Donald Trump got rid of these people. He got rid of these programs in the White House, there was three of them. There was three offices in the White Houses in the, in the White House that dealt with uh, the pandemic. So what did the racist Donald Trump do when he got into office? with these programs that police departments around the country were using to help get rid of racism, systemic problems. At their police departments? What did Donald Trump do with those programs? Trashed them. Threw them out the window. He didn't want them. Why should there be any help for blacks? That's what he believes. That's what Donald Trump believes. President Obama put in these programs to help Police departments learn to be better, learn to be good people. Police departments have morphed into crime fighting departments. That's not what they're supposed to do. They're not crime fighters. They should really be community policing and, and getting to know everybody. And a lot of people are, are, are claiming that, that um, police should uh, live where they are policing, in the exact neighborhood that they're policing. I don't know that that's a good idea. I think that would allow them to protect their own people Um so I yeah I don't know if that's a good idea but something needs to be done. I think that kind of a rule would cause problems. Anyway. <clears throat> As I said Rich people in the press keep saying that protesters shouldn't be looting and violence doesn't solve anything, but we know violence does. History shows us that violence solves anything. Just try and keep the violence away from yourself. I mean, if you're killing the mom and pop stores, if you're destroying their property, you're not helping. It's the corporations that are telling you that violence never solves anything. But we know violence solves everything. Seems like every 28 years we're having a major uprising. The 65 Watts riots, in L.A. anyway. The 92 riots after the Rodney King beating. This was the really the first videotape beating by police. And the police got off. That's why we had riots in 92. And we're going through it again. And they were saying back then that the extra violence doesn't solve anything. Well, just talking definitely doesn't solve anything. Just protesting definitely doesn't solve anything. We are at war with the police because the police refuse to see us as people. We are lesser beings than they are. How much does a police officer make, you ask? I think starting wages in Los Angeles is 80 grand a year? I'd have to look it up. But I believe after six months, they're making eighty thousand dollars a year. How many of you make eighty thousand dollars a year? Show of hands? Show of hands? Do you make eighty thousand? I don't make eighty thousand dollars a year. So the police are really different from us. They are they're not the one percent but they're probably the 5%. (sighs) I urge you, if you're going to loot, don't loot the mom and pops. Don't loot the small businesses. If you're going to loot... Loot what's part of the economic systemic problem. March 31st, Sunday, March 31st, 2020. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting.